0: I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 41, Dealing with the Unexpected with Shelley Summers, part two. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Today, we are going to continue our conversation with the amazing Shelly Summers. She is a transformation coach, and she's talking about how we can overcome the unexpected when it happens in our lives. So here's Shelly.
1: Just heal yourself first. But understanding those feelings and sitting with them is so hard. So, so hard.
0: Right. Because it's something they're just, they're uncomfortable. We don't like sitting with those. That's right. That's why we tend to buffer, or push them away or do everything you can mask them because it does feel uncomfortable. Masking. In yes, Our bodies for sure. Oh, yes. Well, and someone gave me a quote, I think it was Brooke Castillo and she says over, and this is just kind of one area that we mask is she said, overeating is an, an under problem. Yeah. Where we tend to go to those things that comfort us and make us feel better to mask feeling the feelings mm-hmm. So if we can get better at feeling the feelings, then it can help solve a lot of the other things that we might have to buffer those feelings away.
1: What a lot of people what people don't understand too is that a lot of the way we interact with with other people during the day or overeating or procrastination or um there's so many things that people don't understand those are trauma responses. Those are actually trauma responses that we have carried with us since we were children. And did they serve you anymore? Probably not. So let's figure out how to deal with those before we, before we go on. I mean, some of the things I, I learned that I did is trauma responses. You know, anxiety is a, a, I, anxiety is a hard thing and I didn't realize I didn't get diagnosed with it with generalized anxiety disorder until I was 50. Mm-hmm. You know, but I can tell you the first instance that I felt it as a child. And I just thought that was a normal way to live.
0: Yeah.
1: And it and it's not. So again, it's the multitasking, it's the control, it's the it's all of the things that we do as women that precipitate All of those feelings of anxiety and holy moly. It's awesome when you can actually like what, well, it's awesome if you can do it yourself instead of being forced to sit with it. Right. If you can take it upon yourself to go, okay, something is not working for me in my life right now. And I need to, I need to figure it out rather than being forced in a divorce or losing a spouse kind of situation Mm -hmm. to finally understand that, no, I've, I've got anxiety and I need to be a better human for myself first.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, we, that's some of the work we just don't want to take on. Right. Cause it feels like a lot. Cause then it's like, that's that mind work. It's feeling those emotions. It's kind of facing all the things about ourselves that we don't want to face. Right. It's just like, no, I got to work on my to-do list. That seems so much simpler to say, I got to do this and this and this rather than say, okay, what is within me? That's not working for me. Right. Yeah, and I'm sure that, you come across that with clientele because they're going through some pretty major things in their lives that is hard to face.
1: It's hard to face. And it's, we, we are, women are so we are such pros at masking and deflecting and You know, when when there's something really uncomfortable, we don't want to have to work with, especially inside of ourselves. That's why women stay busy. Mm -hmm. That's why all of the busyness happens. And you know, those moms that you see at school who've got like the full time job and the four kids, and and then and as the kids get older, you know, you're you get busier because your kids are getting into more and more things. Yeah, and, I was surprised by that. <laughs> yeah. I, just got older. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm even more busy." <laughs> yeah, you you do. The bigger they get, the bigger the problems, and the busier you are. That's <laughs> yeah. the <way> it is. <laughs> um, but you know, I I mean, I've had I've had some people that I've had to go okay when when they when they confront when they when they talk to me or message me and say, "Hey, I I think I might want to work with you a little bit," I I have to ask them a lot of questions like are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you going to be coachable? Because being able to admit that number one, there's something wrong. That's the first step that's hard. And it's almost like going into a 12 step program. When you have to deal with emotions, it's like, Oh, this is really uncomfortable. And you have to be uncomfortable. You have to sit with the, the uncomfortable. And then you have to make goals. And it's like, oh, there's more stuff. Yeah, (laughs) And the the thing about that is, is you have to let go of all of all of the other old stuff before you can Mm -hmm. set goals for the new stuff. And when you are in a place of transition, you know, I, I, I often said, I've seen, I've seen memes and stuff on Facebook or on social media that's, you know, if you could go back into a time when you'd know, you live your best life or whatever, mm-hmm. how old would you be? My first answer is never. I would never go back. Oh. I would never go back to the person I was mm. um, because I look at who I was and there was so much I didn't know about myself. And there was so much that I would change if I could, but I can't, right.
0: I can't change.
1: Yeah. I can't change anything. I can't change the past. And so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to anything. I really, I I made a goal for myself when I, when I, when all of this, you know, when my world blew up and my, my goal was, I was going to be the best version of myself that I could be for my kids and myself, Mm -hmm. because I didn't really necessarily like the person I was. I didn't feel you know, again, the feelings, I didn't feel like I was a grounded, centered person and that I was living to my most authentic self. I didn't feel that ever until everything happened. And, you know, again, blessings happen for a reason. And that was, that was a blessing. And um, so I think that, you know, when we, when we start, when we start on that path of transformation and transition, we have to be ready for it.
0: And so and when you say you're ready for it, like ready to go through the work
1: mm-hmm. okay. yep and 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 be able to take on be able to take criticism, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean be able to be coached, mm-hmm. be able to, you know, I in my book, I tell I talk about the very first time I went to therapy, you know, I was the I was the person who what didn't I didn't there was nothing wrong with me. I was fine. Mm-hmm. I was fine everything was fine and um and then everything happened and then so I decided okay yeah I guess there is something wrong so I need to go to therapy and I did and I was like I embraced it all I was I was ready like okay help me fix this yeah and my I went the first visit to my therapist's office I was sitting on a couch complete snotty mess I mean I was doing the ugly cry like nobody's business and I finally stopped and I took a breath and he handed me a Kleenex and he was on this little wheelie chair, you know, like when doctors like sit next to you yeah. on, on their little wheelie chairs, he was on a little, he had a little wheelie chair too. And <laughs> I took a breath and he handed me the Kleenex and he wheeled like right up into my face, like kidding you, not even a foot from my face. Oh, wow. And I'm and I'm doing the (laughs) thing. Mm -hmm. He goes, Are you done? And I was like, I guess so. And he goes, No, are you done being the victim? And I I swear to you, that was like a sucker punch in the gut. Because I had never, I was, we are in control. We are never the victim. We, you know, we will never be the victim. And that's a pride thing. That is our ego. Yeah. You know, our ego is talking to us. And when we put ourselves in victim mode, again, it's our ego. So, you know what? We need to recognize that we can be better and then be able to receive, you know, constructive comments and be able to be coachable. So that's what I say. Are you ready? You have to be ready and you have to be willing to change because it's a hard process. And what I do in eight weeks, that's just the tip of an iceberg. That is like we go through recognizing all of these different things that have happened to get you to the point that you are. And then we have to unpack some of those. And then in eight weeks, at the end of eight weeks, it's like there's like a light bulb that goes on. And then we start talking about, okay, now how do you feel? How do you feel now? Do you feel like there's been some weight lifted? Are you able to accept some things? And it's amazing. Like literally, I, I, I'm i going to start doing this with some of my clients because I didn't really recognize it until I looked at pictures of myself before mm-hmm. and then after I had done some work. And when you look at pictures and when I look at clients, it's like their eyes are different. Their face shape is different. There is such a huge difference in eight weeks. There is a huge difference. And so I'm going to start having people take pictures of themselves when we start and then do a selfie after, because then they will be able to see, okay, there has been a change.
0: Absolutely. So good. And I think sometimes too, as women, we don't recognize that in ourselves either. We don't recognize the change. We don't recognize the growth and progression and even celebrate with ourselves, right? And just be like, you did this. You know, you're going through the hard. It's okay. And you're doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep up the good work. You're yeah. you're getting
1: yourself out of survival mode because survival yeah. mode is no place to live. And, oh. you know, and that's, I mean, even with even with my mom, I was having a conversation with her last night. She goes, you know, I really wish we could have videotaped me you know when i first came home as opposed to now and i said mom you can open your hand so her her right side has been affected mm-hmm. she, her hand was contractured so bad mm-hmm. but she can now open it i mean she can't really hold anything yet but she yeah. can open it I, you know that's that's, that's huge. progress yeah that's she, awesome she went up eight stairs yesterday so good i know so it's like so good. take this every everything in life again, it's perspective. Mm -hmm. The small wins are worth it. If we, Mm -hmm. if we don't give ourselves the love, the credit, the a girl, you know, to ourselves first, why should we expect
0: anybody else to? Right. We should be our own first cheerleader, our own first champion. You know, we've got our back, then it just fills us with so much more ability than to move forward and create the lives that we want. Absolutely. And especially, it, we're not so much dependent on others filling that role for us. Like, we got our own back. We take care of us, you know? And I think that can be so freeing going forward. Oh,
1: huge, huge. And again, freeing, that's the radical acceptance.
0: Yeah. Say, yeah, this is where I'm at. You know, you don't have to stay there if you don't want to, but this is where you're at. Accept that. And then that allows you then to move forward. So, yes, it does. Yes. It does. Awesome, Shelly. So, I do want to just focus on money just for this last little bit here. I've loved our conversation so much. It's so good. But when it comes to everything that your clients have gone through, what you went through with money, I'm curious because when we're in mid stage of life, our money situation and the things we need to do with our money is going to look very different from maybe even when we first start out in our early twenties. So if you don't mind speaking to kind of some of the things that you learned along that journey and that maybe are some of your clients that are learning about their money and finances at this stage of life.
1: Okay. Um, one of the things that I learned, um, was that, Make sure that you know, and and if you are in a a marriage that is working and it's great, that's awesome. I am so happy for everybody that that gets to live that life. I really am. One of the things, the one little tidbit of advice uh, that I would give is to make sure that your name is on everything and you know where everything is. Mm -hmm. I had made the mistake to put my trust in someone else for my retirement and I I didn't know how much was being fed into those funds. Just knowledge, knowledge is power and, knowledge and education is power. So make sure you are educated and you're knowledgeable. Um, one of the other things too is when it came back to, you know, when everything got divided financially with the sale of the house, with everything, um, Don't be, don't ever be afraid to ask for what you want you know, you may get it, you may not, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Right. Um, also there are so many different types of IRAs of retirement funds, whether it's a Roth, whether it's a beneficiary, whether it's an inherited and there's taxes, finding someone that you trust, that is a, an investment person, Mm -hmm. um, is huge. That is, that is really huge. I would I would definitely do that before I started taking out any funds um because in that first year after you're separated or whatever you know it it depends on how much the div- the division is of assets wow. and what you get as far as like household being able to create an, another new household You know, a lot and women, we we like to buy
0: ourselves happy. (laughs) Well, because it seems the most. Once again, we don't want to feel those horrible emotions, you know, because they're uncomfortable. So it's like, what can I do to help myself feel better? Yes, we're getting money from a split of a divorce, and it's like, oh, I have this money. What can I do with this money to help me feel better? Yeah, that's exactly what it is,
1: and and I did that. So I um, I I missed out on some really important, um, advice from a financial advisor, uh, that I probably should have had mm. now, you know, things, ha- things work out and things happen the way they happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm here and I'm okay. If you hear my dog barking, er, like she's got a ball.
0: Oh, and I'm <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, she's got her little, her binky is her squeaky toy. Um, I love it. (laughs) Um, anyway, hold on one sec. The, the other thing is that setting myself up for success, knowing that I'm probably going to be working for the, till I hit Medicare age, you know, there's, there's, there's Medicare, there's, you know, the, the additions to Medicare, like part B, part D, part C, just education. That's a huge, huge part of it. Um, I'm trying to think. And then that first year after knowing what the laws are, as far as divorce, you don't, women do not necessarily have to file jointly if they are in a divorce situation with their future ex spouse that year, find your own tax person, ask them. Because depending on who made the most money during the year, you don't necessarily have to. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's, that's a big thing is you don't have to file jointly. You can, it may benefit you more, but then that's why you have a lawyer as well. Right. Lawyers
0: are expensive, but they are worth every penny. And finding, I would say getting the one that you trust and know is going to work for your best interest.
1: And that's, that's another thing, all of these people that I'm saying, you know, having an investment person, having an insurance person, having a, a tax person, the, those are, it's, it's like going to a hairdresser and you kind of bounce until you find the right one, a yeah. hairdresser or a therapist, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and we get to do that. We get to interview. And, you know, I had hired a an attorney, um, before I had ever met her and, I didn't like the, I didn't, I, she and I didn't, we're not on the same vibe. Mm. So it took my therapist saying to me, you can fire her. It's okay. You can be a big girl. And the people pleaser in me was like, I don't, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to. And he he said to me, he's like, they do this all the time. You'll get your retainer back, whatever you haven't already spent with her. Go hire the lawyer you want. Right. Like, oh, so I needed permission to do that. Isn't that
0: fascinating that we feel like we have to get permission from someone else to go make those choices for ourselves. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. And here I am,
1: a 50-year-old
0: woman needing
1: permission to go and do something for myself. Right. Right. That was interesting. Again, mind-blowing.
0: Yes. Well, and I love what you said too, that just, even if you're in the best relationship, just knowing where your money is going, where it's at, how to locate it, because sometimes what we don't think about, let's say we have the marriage that lasts for 50 years. years. Yes. And it's beautiful, right? There Mm -hmm. is going to be probably a point, you know, even if we use your parents as an example, where maybe something happens to our spouse and then we're the ones that are responsible then for the finances at that point. Yes, of course we can rely on others to help us and family and that type of thing. And those in the professional realm. But if we have no idea where it's at, that's going to make the job so much more difficult. So just empowering women with their own knowledge of what they even have. I think then if something were to happen, they're ready for that. And they can actually collaborate then with their partner to say, okay, this is where our money is at. This is where it's going. How do we want to make decisions together on this? You know, and then that, it does seem like a scary, overwhelming thing. Exactly. And,
1: and again, that goes back to knowledge is power. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been interesting to see how, you know, when I came back, my dad was still living, you know, and, and seeing how my parents dynamic was because they had both worked for 30 years. They had retired And in Utah, you get a 401k and a pension Mm -hmm. because you're a state employee as a teacher. So, understanding, and then I had this, this was a huge thing for me is because I had to have, you know, baptism by fire with all the investments. And Mm -hmm. I had to get to know, I had to get to know my parents' investment people and tax person and law attorneys, you know, because they had Mm -hmm. a trust. And all of that. So, there's been all of these things that have been like, oh, okay. And this is why we did this. And this is why we did this. And having to change uh, their trust to take my ex husband off of it. You know, I mean, all of these different things has been really eye opening for me because I had never. You know, I when I was growing up, they were still young and and working. Yeah, and they were doing all the things, right? They were taking care of you. <laughs> yeah, they were doing all the things, and they were working hard for their future. Yeah. And so they, it's, What the thing that makes me that I learned from them the most has been do not take time for granted. Yeah, because we spend so many years working so hard to have about probably 10 to 15 years that we're physically able to enjoy the fruits of our labor. And that's really, that's not what life is meant to be lived like. So Mm -hmm. if we can create a life that we don't need a vacation from, that's the
0: important part. Yes. So, so well said. Yes, absolutely. And I think sometimes we do that. We just say, oh, in the future... Then I can have that. In the future, I'll be able to accomplish that. In the future, but it's like, why not enjoy the journey while you're in it? (laughs) Because that's a lot of years of our lives to just say, well, one day I'll be happy. One day I'll have what I want. And I think that's once again confronting the our own internal, right? It's confronting ourselves and saying, okay, what do we want? What do we want in our lives? What do we want to go after? Who do I want to be? Yeah. Right. Instead of getting the mundane. But go ahead, hun.
1: No, no, and you're right. And so Then this, this goes back to money because, you know, I, I, I'm learning that money is not the root of all evil. Money is a tool. It is. Money is just a tool, you know, and money, money gets you what you want. And I think as women, we don't talk about money enough. 100%. This is why I love your show is because as, as women, we need to talk about money and we need to understand money that. So this goes back to how, okay, we're not, we're not live we don't need to save money to live, to go on vacation from our life. We need Mm -hmm. to live our life. And this comes back to investments. This is the biggest thing I have learned that I never learned. I never knew anything about retirement funds or stocks or investments now I do. And that is a huge thing that if we can start putting a little bit, just a little bit, and I know it's hard because I was the mom with three kids and we had to take, we, we never got vacations. So that makes me another thing that I'm sad about, but you know, if, if we can plan for that and know if you can plan stuff like this when in your twenties, You are so much further ahead of the game than when you hit fifty, and compound uh, interest for sure. (laughs) uh, And looking at, oh my gosh, I'm going to retire in fifteen years. I'm going to be, oh my gosh, or I'm going to be working until I'm dead. Honestly, that is a that that has actually come out of my mouth. Yeah, I'm going to be working, but now seeing that my parents took the steps to invest when they needed to it's like okay i need to i need to do that that's what i need to do and then looking at dividends that come in from from the stock which is great those 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 are the little things that give you the opportunity to make the changes to go on the vacations
0: and to put the those dividends away for retirement Absolutely. And I love what you said at money's a tool, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on whatever our background or situations with money, we have all of these different mindsets and things about money. And usually they tend to be negative. Mm -hmm. And, but if we can get to a spot where money, like you said, is not the root of all evil, it's just, it's just simply a tool to help us live the lives that we want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a powerful thing. Once again, internal work that we do though, to recognize. That this is something not like we have to deal with and it's terrible, but it's like something that can actually better our lives Mm -hmm. and help us create what we want and be able to be in positions where we can do the things that we want to do. We can help others in the process. You know, it gives us freedom to then make additional choices and have additional opportunities to move forward with our lives, which I think is beautiful. And the other point that you made is that we need to talk about it more. Like when we go learn, like if someone's wanting to learn about how do I get through divorce, they're going to go talk to you, Shelly, because they're like, I don't know how to do this on my own. I need your expertise in this area. Help me with this. But it's so fascinating to me that when it comes to money, we're like, well, it's not polite to talk about that. We can't talk about money. And then we just kind of do trial and error along the way in our lives. When in fact, just learning about it, talking about it, learning from other experts in the area, then we can utilize it to help us move forward.
1: Exactly. And that's, see, and had I known, you know, five years ago, what I know now, I wouldn't have tried to buy myself happy. I really wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And I would be in a better financial situation to build the business that I'm building now. And, you know, and that's, that's a question I wanted to ask you, what Mm -hmm. are your feelings about, okay, as women, you know, we have such big dreams and big ideas ideas about our future and what we want to create as entrepreneurs so and funny. business women and stuff. Yeah. So how do how do you what is your take on the adage that you have to spend money to make money? Okay, how do you feel about women going in debt, you know, whether it's credit card debt or taking out a loan or something like that
0: in order to build their businesses? Yeah. Great question. So I think when it really does come to money though, it all starts what we think and believe about that. Right. And that's why this work is so powerful and is so versatile because if you believe, well, I have to make money or I have to have money to make money. Is that serving you creating a business? Is that thought serving you? Now, some people may say, yeah, it is. Cause then I feel like I have to work really, you know, I have to work and I get money and then I can invest it in different things or I can put it in different areas of my business. Awesome. But if you're finding that that's keeping you stuck because you're thinking, well, I don't have any money. I guess I can't grow this. I guess I can't move forward in this. Then it keeps you stuck. Yes. So my thought is, is let's work on that and say, okay, let's clean up what's not serving you and then move forward with what will serve you. And there's so much out there when it comes to debt. There's so much that comes to, well, should I go in debt for my business? Should I go in debt for a house? Is it a good debt versus bad debt? Right. And really it all comes down to what you believe about it. Um, um yes, there's advice out there that can say, well, if you're investing in real estate, maybe that's good debt versus if you go into credit card debt, that's bad debt. In the end, it's just you asking to use someone else's money and that you have to pay it back. Mm -hmm. But you have to decide if that is thought or that belief is serving you going forward. So if you have a belief that you're like, yeah, I believe that I should go into some debt for my business. I also believe that because I'm, let's say you're going into debt for a business platform, something that's going to help you with your website, let's say. And you say, but if I I know if I have this platform, it's gonna help me increase my business, it's gonna help me reach out to more women, it's gonna help me be more successful, then yeah, I believe going into this debt is worth it for me. Right. So it all just comes down to how you feel and believe it's serving you in your life. And then when you go into those things, whether someone says it's good debt or bad debt, if it's good for you and gets you to where you want to be, then it's gonna be good for you. So does that go back to
1: Um, kind of like how I said, you know, how radical acceptance, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. There was there. It it is what it is. So are you, is this, does this kind of mean where are you kind of saying like debt is debt and it really isn't good. It really isn't bad.
0: It is what it is. Debt debt is what it is. And that's how I view it. You know that. And I just, I look at it as ultimately in the end, I'm asking to use someone else's money. I'm going to have to pay it back but then we get to decide what we think about it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. if we think it's something horrible, then yeah, we're going to avoid it and not do it. If we think it, Hey, it's a stepping stool to get me to where I want to be. Then we'll probably utilize that, that stepping stool. Now, of course, then we'll have to come to the phase of paying it back. You know, I'm making sure that that's a, a decision that's going to help you move forward. Right. But it's really, ultimately, it's not my job to say if it's, good or bad for you because ultimately you're the decider of your life. And so okay. if you deem it's good for you, then you go forward with it. Okay. And so this,
1: act, that, that little comment that go back, mm-hmm. goes back to energy. Mm-hmm. So the thought that you're having again, thoughts, create feelings, feelings, yeah. create perspective, perspective, creates reality. So the thoughts that you're having about that money, even if somebody thinks it's a good debt or a bad debt, they're still putting energy behind that thought. And we get back what we put out. Mm-hmm. So if you are thinking that, oh gosh, this is a bad debt. I'm putting it on the credit card. That's bad. Okay. Instantly you've put energy behind that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and then you're perceiving it as
0: something bad for you.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, and if you are open to receiving all of it, like if you get a $3 check from Rukatan. What do you do? Do you go, Oh, this isn't worth the gas money to go to the bank? Yes. yes or yes. you see literally see a dollar on the ground in a parking lot in Walmart's parking lot. Do you pick it up or do you just walk on by it? Now, if that was your boyfriend, you would be all over him like stink on poo. Because <laughs> if that was your boy, how do you how would you treat that dollar if it was a real person? Right. So we are putting energy we are we are again big bundles of energy so if we are looking at that dollar like oh that's somebody else's well no that's yours
0: because you saw it you need to pick it up well it's your- almost like we're discouraging money coming into our lives
1: yes exactly yeah. again we get back what we put out mm-hmm. so if we're open to receiving money It's going to, it's going to find its way. I have a $54 check from Costco sitting up here that I have not, I keep forgetting to take with me. So today I'm putting it in my purse, in my wallet. So the next time I go to Costco, I've got
0: it. Yes. And I think it was, I think it was T Harbecker that, um, so he's a millionaire and he said, you know, before I worked on my mind around money, I would see a penny on the road and be like, it's a penny. I'm not going to pick up the penny. And yeah. now anytime he sees loose change on the ground, he picks it up and says, thank you. I am now a penny richer like that, that even in the smallest amounts, that's a, more of an abundance that you didn't have before. And I think that's the mentality and the mindset that helps us be more successful with our money. So it, we might say, well, it's a rebate check or a, you know, a reward certificate. It's like, no, that's an abundance that you get to have. And then go to use that and put that out in the world. Right. An amazing thing.
1: I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, I went to a conference in Tampa last Mm -hmm. June and it was, it was all women and we were all from different, um, network marketing companies and things like that. And there was a gal there who I met instantly clicked and she has a podcast called the meaningful mess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she was doing a podcast on your sexy relationship with money. Mm -hmm. This is how I have actually started to view money is because it's sexy, because if (laughs) I have it, I'm going to feel sexy. So I want it. But she actually said that she was on um, online doing a Costco order and she has a Costco credit card. That she just, mm-hmm. you know, obviously pays off as as she goes. Yeah. She she said, I re- literally went on there for three things and ended up having a cart, an online cart full of $250 worth of stuff. Right. <laughs> not done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is another reason I love Instacart is because I save money when I use it. <laughs> <But>, money, <tip. laughs> yeah, money tip. Use Instacart. <laughs> um, but she said, I here $250 later, she goes, and I went to check out. Well, here was our yearly rebate from Costco. Guess how much it was? $250. And she said, I instantly texted my husband and she's like, you are not going to believe this. (laughs) And she says, tell me I am not manifesting. (laughs) Right,
0: Right. And yet we, we can sometimes take those instances in our lives and look at it as, well, that means I spent too much money throughout the year, or that's really not that much, or, you know what I mean? And we actually can tell the energy around money. We don't want you. (laughs) And that's where then sometimes we're confused. Like, why is not more money coming into my life? And it's like, no, it's like that relationship with a person. How would you treat your spouse? How would you treat one of your kids? How would you treat a best friend? be like no come hang out with me let's spend time together let's go do this I'm so excited you're in my life that's the same energy we need to have around money if we want more of it in our lives.
1: You know and I I've learned I I don't want to be I don't want to be the the cousin at the barbecue that nobody talks to. (laughs) And that's literally what it's like you go to a barbecue and there's money. Okay. You if you look at your your family as money you know, and nobody's talking to you or you go to a group social situation and nobody's talking to you. That's exactly what happens because you're getting back the energy you're putting out. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to be so, no, I want to be the money magnet. That's what mm-hmm. I want to be. Yeah, I want to be the one that, you know, everybody talks to at the parties and is the fun one. And, but, but who knows how to go, you know, let's sit with this just a little bit, Yeah, but can sit with the money. That can sit with it and let it accrue so that I can really spend it on something that I will enjoy. And it will be, again, it will be a fruit of my labor.
0: Yeah. And it's really money is kind of a byproduct, right? When you are doing something you love, when you are putting the energy out into the world to accept it and bring it into your life, it comes. It's the whole power of manifesting where it's not just, You know, well, sitting at home and being like, I hope it comes, but just putting all of the energy out there to say, I know it's going to come. It's going to be there, but I'm going to take the action steps to have it come. And just knowing that that's part, that's a byproduct of it. It's Mm going to get there, you know? And once again, it's not only an energy, but it's a flow flowing into your life. And then we not only want to sit with it for a little while, or like to get comfortable with it, but then we send that and flow it into the, the rest of the universe. And the, the ability we have to do that is just beautiful and amazing.
1: And see, you've, you've talked about, we've talked about energy. We've talked about manifesting. We've talked about flow. It's like, girl, you are so my people. <laughs> Love it. And See, And who knew that could come from a money conversation. <laughs> I, know. I know. And it yeah. truly is. I mean, The universal law of attraction is so real Mm -hmm. that if, if people actually understood it, it would blow their minds. And I'm not saying that I understand it. I understand a little bit of it and I understand Mm -hmm. my reaction to it. So if I can, if I can control this and sort of teach people, it's like, oh, how much better everything is going to be again. We don't have to take a
0: vacation from our life. Right. You can wake up every day and be like, and granted, there's going to always be challenge in life. There's always going to be because that's how we grow. That's how we learn through our mistakes, through our challenges and trials. But at the same time, we can wake up with just this sense of, I am enjoying where I'm at. I am enjoying the life I get to live Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, right? It's going to be easy, but you get that inner, just that inner peace there
1: right and this I'll just I'll just tap on this just a second for a second because when I when so my my ex-husband left I was mm-hmm. literally in the bathtub when he left um and I had I had no job because I had a yeah. I had a job in my house um it the locks got changed on me and so I I went to work in a, a long-term care facility as a CNA mm-hmm. I had never done this before but I I knew. I knew that I needed to serve other people to get out of my own head yes, and to yes. not think and to get out of survival mode. So when I was there, when I started working there, um, there was a pastor who had just been admitted and he had um, colon cancer and COPD. So he was on oxygen, mm-hmm. just, he was failing. He was, he was terminal. Um, but he, he was, he he got there right as I did. And I literally was, um, I was a hot mess for a long time yeah. and I would see, you know, husbands come and visit their wives and stay all day and eat dinner with them. And I, they would walk out after they've tucked their wife in, mm-hmm. you know, and she was in the long-term care facility and I would stand in the hallway and just sob yeah. like that was supposed to be me. Well, on one of those, one of those evenings, I walked in and I was wiping away the tears and to put the pastor to bed. Cause I worked evening shift And I walked in and I'm wiping away tears. And he said, are you okay? And I actually put this in my book too. He said, are you okay? And I said, I will be. And he's like, what's wrong? And so I told him, I said, I just don't know what God's plan is for me anymore. I really don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. I thought I had a plan. I thought I knew what the plan was, but obviously i was wrong and he he looked at me and he said well shelly he said you know what? god isn't in, in charge of everything he said that's why he gives us free will and sometimes shitty things happen
0: yeah <laughs> and exactly i didn't ex- we didn't
1: plan for <laughs> <laughs> and i ex- exactly there are things that happen in life that we don't plan for like a divorce or losing a spouse mm. but we can survive that that's, that's the biggest thing is we can't survive. You may not, you know, if there's anyone who's listening, who is just automatically had the bomb drop on them that, you know, their spouse wants to leave. Guess what? I promise you there is another side of this. It does get better, but you have to be the light at your, the end of your own tunnel, light that up and you carry it because yes. you are your biggest and best cheerleader. So Have get the gain the knowledge, gain the experience, sit with your feelings. If you need help, we all know where to look. And yeah, it's it's easy. It's not easy. I shouldn't say it's easy. It's it's a struggle, but you will get to the other
0: side. You say it's possible. It's possible. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, hon. This has just been a delight. Thank you so, <laughs> so, so much. It's just been awesome. And I want you to tell all our viewers here, how can they reach you if they want to connect with you, learn more about your work or work right alongside you? Where do they go?
1: Okay. um, Well, I'm on Instagram at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y, summers, S-U-M-M-E-R-S dot U-T, so Utah. Um, I'm on Facebook as Shelly Summers Anderson. And then I have a website that's just Shellysummers.com. And okay. you can go online there and click on the link for a free 30 minute talk. And we can just talk and see if, see if any of the offers that I have are are going to fit the needs that you have, whether it be going through midlife and all the, the changes that that requires and getting your mind and your body connected again or whether it's deep diving into 8 weeks of trying to support you in the midst of some trials
0: so oh beautiful yeah just because once again i don't think what you do is talked about widely enough you know because no. when we go through all the hurt the trauma the overwhelm you know we're, sometimes we just don't know where to go to look to talk about it, right? And it's hard as well. It's hard to talk yeah. about that, But they know they have a resource in you. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing
1: well, and and all I know is that had I not had the support group that I had in South Dakota when everything blew up, honestly, it saved me. It really, really saved yeah. me. And that's that's what I wanted to create was I wanted to create a space for women to go that they could be snotty messes. And it was a safe space and we would talk about it, but they would, I would be able to help them move forward. That's why I titled my book. That is because we don't, we don't move on everything that we've gone through. You know, we, we went through that for a reason and we take all of
0: those lessons that we learned with us and we move forward. Exactly. So good. Beautiful, hon. Well, It has been an absolute pleasure. We'd always love to have you come back on the show and um, we'll hopefully see you later.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel Good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income. Where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you, or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at, at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.